0: From the guys that brought you the Referee Rant, this is 1144. I'm Ralph the Ref, and this is the new podcast that we're working on. It's called Poppin' Flags, and it's all things flag football. And the reason why I took on this project, because I personally have a vested interest in the growth of flag football. Obviously, I have a strong bond with the game, because it was my very first sport that I ever officiated. And I want to raise awareness and I want to show the differences between football and flag football. I know that there was a big uh, New York Times article about CTE and head-on collisions and how that was unsafe um, that to me made kind of flag football more legitimate. Um, And it's also a co-ed sport in a lot of places in the country, including Florida, as well as the city of New York. So this is going to be Interviews with officials, coaches, players, anyone that's involved, anyone that's helping grow the sport and moving it forward. Our first episode is going to be with Jaya Mia. She is the founder of Flag Football Sports Network. And we're going to talk about our long-withstanding collaboration moving forward. And hopefully it'll be a good marriage between Referee Rant and her website that's going to come out, FFSN. And I don't know, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to try to host. I think I got a special host that's going to co host it with me, but that's still in the works and we'll have more of that now. But for now, enjoy episode one. Hopefully, you subscribe, rate us, comment, uh, and hopefully, you'll be listening to it all the time. All right. Enjoy, guys. Welcome to a special edition of Poppin' Flags. I'm here with the founder of Flag Football Sports Network. Mia, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are
0: you? <laughs> Yo, first of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time. This was crazy like a like a Hail Mary. I contacted my partner, Brian Alfieri. He told me, like, how can we raise awareness in a real deep way? He told me to contact you. We made it happen like four days later. And, I mean, we were just vibing over dinner. For real, for real. Man,
1: so, the vibrations were crazy.
0: They were. That's good that you used the whole phrase because the abbreviation of it has got so bastardized in the English language. But that's another entirely different podcast. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to announce that after we spoke, um, my parent company, 1144, my marketing studio, along with the people that brought you Referee Rent, which is 1144, we are happily collaborating heavily with FFSN. And we're going to try to grow it as much as possible because me and Jaya are... I guess the stars are aligned. We feel passionate about flag football and we want we we have a vested interest of seeing it grow. I as a referee and you as a founder of this, um, how did you even lead to um, getting involved with flag football?
1: Wow. So uh, a little over five years ago, um, I was dating someone and, you know, they didn't play at all, but mm-hmm. someone called them. I mean, this dude was like, you know, 6'3", about 240, you know. Um, somebody called him and said, hey, man, you want to come fill in and play, um, you know, play some D-line for me? One of my guys ain't going to be there. And he's like, all right, you know, I'll come. So, you know, we're living in the same house together. We come, we, you know, we go together. So we go, and I'm watching, and I'm like, wait, so what is this, you know? and it was tripping me out because i'm looking around and i'm searching like yo why is nobody covering this like this is exciting and you know i'm watching play after play and the momentum is building up and i'm you know i follow the play so if you're starting at the 20 and you know you get you get a first down i'm walking and following the team down the sideline i'm that kind of watcher with sports so i'm watching everything play for play All the dramatization, the trash talk and everything, and I'm just getting so, like, you know, energetic about this whole thing. And I'm just like, wow, like, it blew me away. First, you know, it had me at, uh, hello, flag football, (laughs) so to speak. So, you know, after, you know, after that first day, I was hooked. And I was just like, man, there's nobody out there taking pictures. There's nobody doing video. Like, there's, like, nobody knows about this. I had no idea this sport even existed.
0: So do you think that the passion was led by something of you found exciting and you think that if there was more awareness, everyone else would find it exciting? Definitely. And it was like an exotic sport compared to the things that you knew about. So,
1: Definitely. I think.
0: I think the first thing is that, you know, I always say, that flag football and football are not the same sport. No. It's just completely not the same sport. In fact, I think basketball is more conducive to how flag football is, especially with the no contact in certain situations. And you have to, like, be clean and and not give them a foul because if you, I mean, it's a foul, it's it's on purpose (laughs) because you're supposed to go with the flag, right? So um, where did you find your love of sports and how did that color how you thought about flag football at that moment? Well,
1: um, I was playing sports at a very young age, um, throughout, you know, my adolescence, I was the fastest, second fastest kid in my neighborhood. I was the fastest girl. Only person faster than me was my cousin. He was a guy, but, um, when it came to freeze tag foot races, I'm out there running barefoot and I'm smoking everybody by a Mm. long shot. So I was like the Marion Jones of my neighborhood, so to speak. Um, after that, you know, um i didn't I didn't play sports except for in the neighborhood I never played organized sports. I just played you know basketball, football, baseball, everything in my neighborhood. We had a whole group of kids all the same age and we used to just rock like almost every day, Backflips on the mattresses in the parking lots, whatever you know we were just getting into stuff um playing manhunt you know five block radius, you know <laughs> you know just all that kind of stuff so um middle school, I dabbled in some basketball. Um, and it didn't really, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the aspect of how it was going then because um, I felt like, well, you know, I was five foot ten in the 8th grade. Mm. So I'm like, you know, put me in, coach. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was a lot of favoritism and I was just like, eh, I don't like it. It wasn't really something that I could see me, you know, really, really getting into like that because I didn't feel the passion for it. I was passionate about watching it on TV and playing it with my friends. But that way I just, it wasn't really, you know, kicking in for me. Um, I went to high school and, um, 10th grade, you know, track coach comes up to me. He's like, Hey, um, you ever played, you know, do track. And I'm like, well, I used to run in my neighborhood, whatever, whatever. And he's like, well, I'm thinking like, you know, you should come try out for track. And it was winter track. So I didn't know anything about how it worked. I started doing track. Um, you know, two years later, it led to me winning a state championship in the shot put. So I did the throws, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'd be in the, weight, in the weight room when nobody was in there working out myself, you know, doing my workouts and doing all that kind of stuff. Working out with the football team and, you know, doing leg press maxes and all that kind of stuff. So weightlifting got competitive Um you know, doing the shot put discus and javelin got competitive. And, you know, uh, so that's that was my thing. It was it was track and field in high school.
0: So all of those experiences that you had, um, how did that shape what you thought about flag football? Were you surprised how deeply entrenched you were with sports? But then there was a sport that you didn't even know existed. Did that kind of trip you out at that time? It did, because
1: um I was supposed to go away to school and I got pregnant and, you know, I didn't believe in, you know, terminating the pregnancy or whatever because it just, you know, personally I didn't feel like I could live with it on my conscience. So I became a mom um, and by the age of what, 24, I already have four sons. So you're talking about, you know, I, I had all my kids in sports from the age of four since they were allowed to play. So you're talking about every season, baseball, soccer, basketball, football. It was a rotation, and lacrosse was in there. So I had all my kids playing sports year-round. Every season, I'm there, you know, different fields. The kids are different fields. And so I'm there filming, watching, taking in everything. So my love for sports, it was on pause for me as an adult, but it, you know, transferred to my kids where I became someone who was just always, you know, taking them all these long trips for games and AAU and all this kind of stuff. So, and, and, you know, my kids play, uh, you know, my oldest son plays basketball for Penn state, you know, for uh, one of their division two branches. So, I mean, it's definitely got them, you know, far, you know, just by my love of sports. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how did that get to the point where you said to yourself, now you want to get involved and you want to start doing something involved with flag football?
1: It wasn't... I don't feel like I had a choice. It's weird because I don't feel like... I was like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Like, I just started bubbling with ideas and it was just... Uh, like, it, like I got injected with this sort of crazy passion about it where I just started innovating certain ideas for the sport. It was just... it. I never expected it. I knew when I first watched it, I was hooked. However, um, when I started just, you know, taking pictures and then, you know, doing these promo videos for teams and, you know, I just started little by little and everything just started graduating to what it is now. So, I mean, there was no plan. There was no nothing. It was just, it was just meant to be.
0: Hmm. So what do you think your process is creating content for all things flag football?
1: Um, what do you mean by that? Like,
0: um, I guess what I mean by that is that you had all of these ideas bubbling. Now Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of ideas that go into the ether and maybe you write it and maybe you don't write it (laughs) and maybe you think about it and maybe it brings you somewhere and then that brings you to a dead end. But then this one has something. So when it's Mm. something, how do you make it everything? Well, how I started, I, I innovated and started
1: doing the live streams and, um, for flag and, um how I started that I was like man if I was watching how would I want to see the game not from the 50 yard line not from the sidelines I'd want to be right behind the quarterback to see him catch the snap and to see you know where he's throwing the ball and follow the play up the field just follow the ball so um just doing that just pick having that mindset of like well what would I want to see if I was someone who was watching you know and and from that mindset, everything just kind of grew from there. Like, well, if I was someone who wanted to see more in the sport, what would I, what content would I put out there? Hmm. Uh, I'd put this flag central out, which is, you know, a recap and predictions of, you know, tournaments coming up and then recapping, you know, tournaments ended and what I thought about it. Then it was like, okay, well, what else would I want to see? You know, because there's a lot of people who follow flag and they're not able to be there all the time for all these different tournaments that take place around the country. So for someone like myself who gets to have the privilege of traveling to these events sometimes, it's just like, oh, you know, I get positive feedback all the time from people. I'm so glad you're there. I wanted to see these games so bad. I've been dying to see these two teams play each other. Um, You know, they're the best teams, blah, 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 blah. So people get so curious of, you know, these different teams are the best teams and I finally get to put it out there, and people are just so grateful for it. Which now, it's graduated to them having like actual game footage to refer back to when they go to play a certain team that they've never played before. They'll go and look back at my archives type in the team name, and they'll find all those games that that team played and see how they played different teams. And they'll tell me, yeah, you know how I beat that team. I went back and watched your game footage, and I knew how this quarterback liked to go to the left and blah, 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 blah. So I'm just like, oh, man. You know, so, you know, and I get people hitting me up all the time. Hey, man, I'm trying to find this certain game with this team. You know, can you show me where? And I'll just I'll just send them, the, you know, the link to it. So, I mean, it's it's more than, like, The appreciation I get from people is is really great Um, when they're so, like, just grateful for having something like that to refer to. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So having said that, when you have to create content, especially when you're behind the quarterback, Mm -hmm. what's your relationship with players while you're on the field like that?
1: I'm cool with all of them. Like, they they know I know how to get out the way because Mm. I'm not just filming. Like, I've... Been behind so many quarterbacks so often that I kind of know how they're gonna play. Like it's weird, you know. First That's down, sec- weird. first down, second down, third down, fourth down. They play differently, so it's like I'm in the huddle. I hear the play that they're calling, so it's like all right, get back a little bit more. You might want to be back 15 yards for this because he might scramble a little bit. Step back maybe five, seven yards before he whatever, whatever. So it's like I've learned to just be there and like there, but not really seen, not really in the way, um, and the, the players love it, because it's like, they, after the game's over, they're like, oh, Jaya, where'd you put the feed at, and, I'm, and I tell them what page it's on, and they're like, alright, bet." after the game, they're going back and watching it, especially if they lost, because they want to know what they did wrong, and if a team is, listen, if they're in a tournament, they're not trying to go to a barbecue, they came all the way out there to that tournament, so they're going to watch that game, and review it before their next one, and see what they did wrong, and then go back, and then they're always like, man, good looking for that, because we, get, we got ourselves together, we reviewed the game, now we're ready to go and, you know, see if we can make something come out of this. So, I mean, my relationship with all the players is great. I think the respect not only comes from what I just described, but it comes from, I think they just respect someone being on the field as long as they are. Hmm. You know, a field soldier. That's what I, I nicknamed it, like being a field soldier. The same thing with the referees. You know, I refer to them as fellow field soldiers. Anyone who's out there from the start of the game, the first whistle to the end of the game. till they lining up and, and they pumping it up. You know, what I'm saying they respect that because you're out there really with them the whole time. So your opinion and your voice matters,
0: you know what's your relationship with the referees? I'm interested myself.
1: Personally. <laughs> it's great. Like, every time I get on the field, I give a ref their respect. I'm like, hey, what's up, ref? You know, what's your name? But I always address them as ref because they're going to turn around, you know? Mm. But I'm always like, hey, what's your name? And then they tell me and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just here doing my thing. If I haven't met them before, I just let them know what I do. Like, hey, I'm usually on the field filming. I'm right next to you. I'm about 10 yards behind the quarterback. But if I know he tends to be a scrambler, I'm about 15, 20 yards back, but I'm filming i know how to get out the way don't worry i got it you know i'm not gonna sue anybody if i get hurt knocked over like i just let them know the whole rundown they're like oh okay you're good you're good um and then it's it's no problem so i always make sure i always come up to all the referees say what's up to them say hi introduce myself and if they've been out there i'm like hey have you had some water you want some water i got some over here you know i'll give them some water whatever like we all gotta look out for each other that's how i see it so i don't think there's no any referee that like doesn't like me unless they're like, I just wish you get out the way.
0: <laughs> what is um what's the stickiest situation that you ever been on a flag football field?
1: Mm. Well, I got ran over one time. Nice. I got ran the hell over. <laughs> I mean, I laughed through the whole broadcast because it was like it happened so fast.
0: So you had a live stream and then it just cut Yeah, like the blue like,
1: sky? Yeah, it cuts to the blue sky. Nice. Yep. I got I got ran over and um, I wasn't even i wasn't even mad that I got hit. I was more so mad that I interrupted the play. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, damn, like, if I had not been in the way, you know, maybe this and that wouldn't have happened. So um, i go to the ref. I went, my first thing I did, as soon as I got up, you know, everybody like, yo, you okay? I'm like, yo, I'm fine. Hey, ref, can you let them get a do-over? Because... Two over. I was in the way, you know. It they was you know, they were third down. You should let them get fourth down because of me, that yeah. was my fault. I was yeah. in the way. Uh, I don't know about that, and then you know, that that's the only thing, you know. I I do not I don't want to inconvenience anybody and like, you know, make someone feel like they could have had a chance at winning if I wasn't in the way, you know? Mm. So that that's the only hang up that I have sometimes. I don't ever wanna be the cause of affecting a game in a negative way that a team feels like we could have won if it wasn't for you being there. So, mm. But that's it. Like, other than that, like, the hits never hurt, you know? <laughs> I can absorb contact.
0: <laughs> Word. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I guess refereeing is kind of the same, but, like, my, my mindset in terms of, like, failing is that I'm down to fail spectacularly
1: because,
0: <laughs> I don't know, I but guess. Why,
1: why do you say it like that?
0: Um, Because... I think at any moment, if you continue to keep trying to be perfect, like, this is not Cirque du Soleil. Right. You know, I think if you have, a if you have like, a perfect, uh, a perfectionist-type attitude with refereeing and you make a mistake, you're just, just going to visibly feel upset. You're going to feel bad. It's going to bring you to a different place where if you know you're going to fail and you got it over with, how you respond to it of saying, like, yo, Brian, I missed that call. My bad. The mm-hmm. guy's gonna mess with you instead of going. Oh, right. Those are the people he don't deal with. But if I go, yo, I messed up. What you want me to do? I wasn't in the right position. I made. I, I didn't make the correct call. It's like, okay, I get it. Right. Because it, it makes them feel like, you know what? I'm getting off him for one mistake, but, you know, I too have made mistakes in this game. So let me not just blame him exclusively for things I can't control. So. That's why, me personally, I'm okay with making mistakes because I know that I'm man enough to admit them.
1: Yeah, and that that's I'm glad you said that because a lot of players, like, I'm on the sidelines with them and I hear everything that they are concerned about and stuff that pisses them off and everything. And one of the main things is, like, they don't really care too much. I mean, they do, but it doesn't bother them too much if the ref misses a call. Mm. It's the accountability when you miss the call. Yes. the Admitting to it that they care about. Mm. Because it's like, listen, both sidelines are paying, y'all. You're supposed to be watching everything. If you didn't see it, just say you didn't see it. But don't give us a call we don't deserve. Mm. So that right there, I think, is, you know, the most important thing to a player is the accountability. Mm, I agree. Yeah.
0: I agree. And I think that's brought me pretty far because, yeah. you know, I'm more than qualified and I normally make, you know, my accuracy in flag football. And now that I think you need to come down to New York and watch me ref and live stream that thing, because I, will. I think you haven't seen the one man band referee in flag football. It's something that, it's a sight to behold.
1: I, I can't wait to do that, honestly, because um, if you're where I think you are, like behind the quarterback, how I film then i'm getting your perspective and if it's especially teams that we both know that are playing i'd like to see what those two thought processes are as we're watching hmm. the same thing
0: well i mean do you have refs that can break it down in real time while it's happening or no are they too busy like inundated in the game
1: well i've had referees do that however i don't bother i don't bother them for it because some referees are zoned in and they want to be paying attention to everything and if i'm talking to them it's like throwing their concentration off and they could miss something so you know i'll say something like you know if a flag was thrown i'll be like oh i didn't see why he threw that flag do you know why and then he'll go up and and check it out and then or if he knows he'll just be like oh yeah well this this and that and i'm like oh okay and then he'll elaborate on it if the game is still at a standstill, you know. Mm. There's no clock running, so. And there, you know, the two other refs are talking and discussing why they made the call. So he's just kind of like, yeah, so, you know, he's explaining stuff. And then um, he goes into a little bit depth about it. But once the whistle blows, it's like go time. He's not sitting there chatty Cathy with me, you know. He's right. Paid
0: attention. <laughs> right, so um, I think you've seen me work, and you can tell that I can multitask pretty well yeah so um i'm really good at being um very chatty and still being completely focused simultaneously at the same time Oh, i'm
1: gonna love to watch you ref then yeah that's gonna be so great
0: yeah and i'm not saying that i'm like that in every sport i'm kind of like that in basketball but basketball Mm -hmm. is like way more intense way more like on a sustained period of time because flag football is like Eight seconds incomplete, we're moving back. It's going to take 40 seconds till the next one restarts. Right. right. But basketball could be two minutes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right. back and forth. Critical play, critical play, critical play. Foul. Right. We need to stop. Okay, we're back. Critical play, critical play. It's yeah. It's way different. And
1: I can't follow you that much on basketball. I'm yeah, not it's, running it's with OD. you up and down the court. It's
0: definitely OD. <laughs> what is your best moment in flag football so far?
1: Oh. You mean like best game I've seen? Or? Anything,
0: anything. Um,
1: I would, I would. Got to meet somebody. Yeah, uh... definitely. Best moment in flag so far has been the experience with the American Flag Football League. Being on the sidelines as press, watching um, guys that I know, you know, play flag for years, and then now they're playing for a million dollars. You know seeing them go for it, you know, like every team that was in, I would say, final 16 or whatever you want to, sweet 16, elite eight, final four, I knew all of those teams, so it was just like, you know, I knew their histories, I knew how many titles they won, I knew this, I knew that, so it was like, man, to see that one team, well, Fighting Cancer won this past season. That's a boy from
0: H-Town, Hoosh?
1: Yeah, Hoosh. Yo, Hoosh was serious. Rob Myers. And I'm like, man, these guys don't won, you know, USFTL Nationals like five years in a row for seven man. So that's their thing, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of people. You heard me say that with Brian, like that was yeah, a disadvantage.
1: Like a lot of people didn't know that, so it was just like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but I, but I knew it, and and then seeing you know, certain people that were on their team that I know play for other teams that rival their team on the national circuit. So it was like, you know, it was interesting because. I'm watching, like, you know, somebody like Darius Davis, who they call the Logo, who is known for these insane cat one-hand catches that he makes, like, sort of ODB, you know, Odell Beckham. And um, I'm watching him play on the same fighting cancer team, but he normally plays for a team called Souped Up on the national circuit that rivals Fighting Cancer. So it was just really interesting. I would say overall that was the best experience, not just because I met, you know, former NFL guys, took pictures with them, but just watching those guys who I watch play in tournaments, you know, play some in something that big, the first ever really, really big thing to ever happen in flag, mm. I was there to see it firsthand on the sidelines, you know. So that was great. Like, when you see that instant replay of Rob Myers with that last touchdown that they made, you know, know, Harry Coleman gets the ball, tosses it off to Rob, and he just runs it straight up the sidelines and then stops and does a backflip into the end zone, like... You're talking about primetime TV right there. Like, I'm sitting there right there on the sideline watching him do it, and it's on the jumbo tron, and it's on NFL Network, and I could just keep watching it. And as you see him running, I see myself on the sideline in the video. So I'm like, man, that's so cool that I was there. Still can't believe it, but I would say that's the biggest moment in flag thus far for a lot of people, though.
0: Yeah, You know what I thought? Yeah. I thought when I saw the Bulldogs on there, I was like damn, they're not ready for 7 on 7 They don't play
1: that. Man, but Brian did his thing, though. He did his thing. He really did. Um, I would say the Code Red team did, too, with um, led by Mike Um he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. So to see those guys, you know, that I've seen on the nine-man circuit play, to step up and play such a competitive level as that for, um, you know, a million dollars, and they're normally nine-man guys, well, Mart plays, like, you know, five-man, two, a little bit of four-man, I think. But just to see them play on a big scale like that, on national TV, NFL network, I was so proud. Like, man, I know these guys. Like, this is crazy, you know? I was proud of them, really proud of them.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Um, What do you think it took to get to where you are right now?
1: Hard work. Um, This wasn't something that happened overnight. Like I said, I, I started this, like, six years ago, and it gradually, you know... You know got to where it got now but um you're talking about lots of hours on the field doing 10 12 hours a day filming 10 to you know anything beyond 10 games sometimes 15 games in a day at a national tournament or whatever and being beat down and sometimes doing it for free a lot of times doing it for free. I would say people always think that, you know, when they start developing a craft and they want to get paid, they want to get paid, they want to get paid. Yeah, but something was in, something was resonating in my spirit that just said, you know, go ahead and do it. And people like, oh, can you come out? Well, we don't got the money. And I know, yeah, I'm going to go do it because you know what? At the end of the day, I'm trying to build content. So the more content I have, the more marketable I am. So I kept building content, building content, building content. No matter what, where I was going, I was filming in the snow, in the sleet, in the rain, everything. And people were seeing that dedication and being like, "Damn, she really loves this stuff." Cause she is out here on these fields, no matter what, and she here with us. So, you know, Jai is a part of us. You know, so I think hard work, definitely perseverance. Um, I don't even know if I had a vision. It was just something that was just telling me go do it you know whatever it wasn't nothing that was like a laid out mapped out plan but now that we are where we are now it's it's serious to the point where okay so now things got to be more detailed and more planned and more structured um because i've built all the content i've done all the grunt work so now it is where it is now where i get to enjoy some of those fruits of the labor you know
0: yeah And having said that, what is it going to take to get to where you want to go? And where do you want to go?
1: Uh, Focus, you know, eliminating distractions. Um, I've done a lot of that, eliminating distractions. And um, it's going to take a lot of hard work, but it's on a different level now. Because I don't necessarily need to be on the field for 10, 12, 14 hours filming back to back. Now it's on another level of doing other content. And developing that and cultivating it to the point where it's extremely marketable to a lot of different outlets. So um, that requires a different type of focus, um, preparation, you know, writing, um, and and getting deep into, like, you know, more so producing and stuff like that, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I mean, we shall see where it goes. Um, I know where I want it to go, but I don't want to say it out loud because... I don't never want to say something like, oh, this is where I want it to go. Like, I want to, I want to end up on, you know, NFL Network. Because what if the ceiling is higher than that and then I capped myself? Yeah, I understand. So, you know, wherever it goes is where it goes, you know. I'm just not, I'm not going to stop working. And the mindset I have is that you might be smarter than me. You might be prettier than me. You might be thinner. You might be whatever. But you will never outwork me. Mm. Never.
0: I like that. Never. Sound like Lil Wayne.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess we got the same parents. I don't know. Right. But, yeah, that's that's my work ethic right there. You're not going to outwork me. You could try, but you're not.
0: You have any final thoughts before we leave?
1: Jerry's final thoughts. Let's see. <laughs> um, I don't know. For the people listening, whatever it is that you have, you know, the desires in your heart to do, do it don't sleep on it because if you keep picturing it you keep imagining it you're supposed to be doing something with that talent and it's not going to be something that's an overnight get rich quick or something something that that is going to be a passion you have to take the time to develop it and, and wait till it comes into fruition so I would say patience is a virtue and people just need to be patient and you know and grind Word. That's
0: it. I like that a lot. And um I wanted to tell you thank you for your time and
1: I appreciate being here. Thank you. Look what this led to. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I mean, like Jay Z and Nas sitting well, here. Like
0: I just I knew that popping flags was gonna get you <laughs> at some point, so Yeah. It it just happened sooner than later and I wanted to tell you that um I do believe firmly that we're gonna make flag football history. We really I, are
1: I do so too.
0: So we'll see how that goes, and we'll have a part two and see where we are in the future.
1: We will. All
0: right, so for Jaya Mia, I'm Ralph the Ref. This is Papa Flags. We're out of here. Peace. Peace out.